0: Le'olam Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpochah. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Monday, October 10th. This year, the Feast of Tabernacles, or Sukkot, falls on October the 11th and goes through October 20th. Keeping the Feast is like being on a spiritual journey. Our journey began with Passover, with our leaving the world, the world system, and coming out of the bondage of slavery to sin. We began a journey of following Yeshua and His Torah. Passover is a picture of salvation. We are saved by faith through grace. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 In His mercy and loving kindness, Yeshua took all the penalty of sin upon Himself in dying on the tree. Similarly, Yeshua, in His mercy, remembered the covenant He made with Abraham and raised up Moses to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt, out of their bondage and slavery. When they put the blood of the Lamb on their doorposts, they were demonstrating faith and trust that the God of Israel would deliver them. This is a picture of salvation, thus beginning the spiritual journey. Next we come to Mount Sinai at the time of Shavuot. It was there that Yeshua makes a wedding proposal to them and to us. Here He tells us that if we will hear His voice and keep His commands, then I will make you to be a peculiar treasure, a set-apart people. Exodus 19.5 The Ten Commandments in all of Torah is the Ketubah, the Marriage Covenant Agreement. The House of Jacob, Yeshua's covenant family, said, I do. Yes to the marriage proposal, Exodus 19.8 Sadly, it did not take long for them to break the covenant as they fell into spiritual adultery with the golden calf incident. Later, the golden calf incident happens again when Jeroboam leads a rebellion and spearheads a kingdom split and leads the northern kingdom into golden calf worship again. See First Kings chapter 12. We continue the spiritual journey through the fall feast of Yom Teruah, the days of awe, ah, a time of the awakening blast, a time and a call to examine ourselves and to repent for both personal and national repentance. A time for the bride to prepare herself for the bridegroom. Then we came to Yom Kippur, the day of atonement. The gate of heaven is now closed, court is in session, and judgment is rendered from heaven. If we stand under the blood of Yeshua with a new heart, a heart of flesh, where the Torah is being written upon it, and we are seeking to follow Yeshua and His commands by the power of the Holy Spirit, then our name is found in the book of life. And now we arrive at Sukkot in our journey. Sukkot is related and connected to completing the task and finishing the journey, where ultimately Yeshua will tabernacle with us His people. It is known as the season of our joy and the feast of the nations. In Revelation 21, verse 3, it is written, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and He will dwell with them and they shall be His people, and God Himself shall be with them and be their God. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give Pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for your support now let's continue our journey through the entire bible in one year this week we are reading from the israel bible for the hebrew scriptures and from the king james for the brit hadashah today we finish up the torah portion Today we continue the Torah portion, Sukkot. Exodus thirty-four, one to twenty-six. Hashem said to Moses, "Carve two tablets of stone like the first, and I will inscribe upon the tablets the words that were on the first tablets which you shattered." Be ready by morning, and in the morning come up to Har-Sinai and present yourself there to me on the top of the mountain. No one else shall come up with you, and no one else shall be seen anywhere on the mountain. Neither shall the flocks and the herds graze at the foot of this mountain. So Moses carved two tablets of stone like the first, and early in the morning he went up on Mount Sinai as Hashem had commanded him, taking the two stone tablets with him. Hashem came down in a cloud. He stood with him there and proclaimed the name Hashem. Hashem passed before him and proclaimed Hashem, Hashem. Hashem compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness and faithfulness extending kindness to the thousandth generation, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin. Yet, he does not remit all punishment, but visits the iniquity of parents upon children and children's children, upon the third and fourth generations. Moses hastened to bow low to the ground in homage and said, If I have gained your favor, O HaShem, pray, let HaShem go in our midst, even though this is a stiff-necked people. Pardon our iniquity and our sin, and take us for your own. He said, I hereby make a covenant before all your people. I will work such wonders as have not been wrought on all the earth, or in any nation, and all the people who are with you shall see how awesome are Hashem's deeds which I will perform for you. Mark well what I command you this day. I will drive out before you the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Beware of making a covenant with the inhabitants of the land against which you are advancing lest they be a snare in your midst. No, you must tear down their altars, smash their pillars, and cut down their sacred posts. For you must not worship any other god, because Hashem, whose name is impassioned, is a passionate god. You must not make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, for they will lust after their gods and sacrifice to their gods and invite you, and you will eat of their sacrifices. And when you take wives from among their daughters for your sons, their daughters will lust after their gods and will cause your sons to lust after their gods. You shall not make molten gods for yourselves. You shall observe the festival of Passover, eating unleavened bread for seven days, as I have commanded you at the set time of the month of Aviv, for in the month of Aviv you went forth from Egypt. Every first issue of the womb is mine, from all your livestock that drop a male as firstling, whether cattle or sheep. But the firstling of a donkey you shall redeem with a sheep. If you do not redeem it, you must break its neck. And you must redeem every firstborn among your sons, None shall appear before me empty-handed. Six days you shall work, but on the seventh day you shall cease from labor. You shall cease from labor even at plowing time and harvest time. You shall observe the festival of Shavuot, of the first fruits of the wheat harvest and the feast of ingathering at the turn of the year. Three times a year all your males shall appear before the Sovereign Hashem, the God of Israel. I will drive out nations from your path and enlarge your territory. No one will covet your land when you go up to appear before Hashem your God three times a year. You shall not offer the blood of my sacrifice with anything leavened and the sacrifice of the festival of Passover shall not be left lying until morning. The choice firstfruits of your soil you shall bring to the house of Hashem your God. You shall not boil a kid in its mother's milk. Jeremiah 14.11-16.15 And HaShem said to me, Do not pray for the benefit of this people. When they fast, I will not listen to their outcry. And when they present burnt offering and meal offering, I will not accept them. I will exterminate them by war, famine, and disease. I said, Ah, HaShem! The Nevi'im are saying to them, You shall not see the sword, famine shall not come upon you, but I will give you unfailing security in this place. Hashem replied, It is a lie that the Nevi'im utter in my name. I have not sent them or commanded them. I have not spoken to them. A lying vision, an empty divination, the deceit of their own contriving. That is what they prophesy to you. Assuredly, thus said Hashem, concerning the Nevi'im who prophesy in my name, though I have not sent them and who say, Sword and famine shall not befall this land. Those very Nevi'im shall perish by sword and famine. And the people to whom they prophesy shall be left lying in the streets of Jerusalem, because of the famine and the sword, with none to bury them, they, their wives, their sons, and their daughters. I will pour out upon them the requital of their wickedness. And do you speak to them thus? Let my, ear, my eyes run with tears, day and night, let them not cease. For my hapless people have suffered a grievous injury, a very painful wound. If I go out to the country, lo, the slain of the sword. If I enter the city, lo, those who are sick with famine. Both Kohen and Navi roam the land they know not where. Have you then rejected Judah? Have you spurned Zion? Why have you smitten us so that there is no cure? Why do we hope for happiness but find no good? For a time of healing and meet terror instead. We acknowledge our wickedness, Hashem, the iniquity of our fathers, for we have sinned against you. For your name's sake, do not disown us, Do not dishonor your glorious throne. Remember, do not annul your covenant with us. Can any of the false gods of the nations give rain? Can the skies of themselves give showers? Only you can, Hashem our God. So we hope in you, for only you made all these things. Hashem said to me, Even if Moses and Samuel were to intercede with me, I would not be won over to that people. Dismiss them from my presence and let them go forth. And if they ask you, to what shall we go forth? Answer them, Thus said Hashem, Those destined for the plague to the plague. Those destined for the sword to the sword. Those destined for famine to famine those destined for captivity to captivity. And I will appoint over them four kinds of punishment, declares HaShem, the sword to slay, the dogs to drag, the birds of the sky, and the beasts of the earth to devour and destroy. I will make them a horror to all the kingdoms of the earth, on account of King Manasseh, son of Hezekiah of Judah, and of what he did in Jerusalem. But who will pity you, O Jerusalem? Who will console you? Who will turn aside to inquire about your welfare? You cast me off, declares Hashem. You go over ever backward. So I have stretched out my hand to destroy you. I cannot relent. I will scatter them. As with a winnowing fork, through the settlements of the earth, I will bereave, I will destroy my people, for they would not turn back from their ways. Their widows shall be more numerous than the sands of the sea. I will bring against them young men and mothers together, a destroyer at noonday. I will bring down suddenly upon them alarm and terror." She who bore seven is forlorn, utterly disconsolate. Her sun has set while it is still day. She is shamed and humiliated. The remnant of them I will deliver to the sword, to the power of their enemies, declares Hashem. Woe is me, my mother, that you ever bore me, a man of conflict and strife with all the land. I have not lent and I have not borrowed. Yet everyone curses me. Hashem said, Surely a mere remnant of you will I spare for a better fate. By the enemy from the north, in a time of distress and a time of disaster, surely I will have struck you down. Can iron break iron and bronze? I will hand over your wealth and your treasures as a spoil, free of charge because of all your sins throughout your territory. And I will bring your enemies by way of a land you have not known. For a fire has flared in my wrath. It blazes against you. Hashem, you know. Remember me and take thought of me. Avenge me on those who persecute me. Do not yield to your patience. Do not let me perish. Consider how I have borne insult. On your account. When your words were offered, I devoured them. Your word brought me the delight and joy of knowing that your name is attached to me, Hashem, Yahweh Saveot. I have not sat in the company of revelers and made merry. I have sat lonely because of your hand upon me, for you have filled me with gloom. Why must my pain be endless? my wound incurable, resistant to healing. You have been to me like a spring that fails, like waters that cannot be relied on. Assuredly, thus said Hashem, If you turn back, I shall take you back, and you shall stand before me. If you produce what is noble out of the worthless, you shall be my spokesman. They shall come back to you, not you to them. Against this people I will make you as a fortified wall of bronze. They will attack you, but they shall not overcome you, for I am with you to deliver and save you, declares Hashem. I will save you from the hands of the wicked and rescue you from the clutches of the violent. The word of Hashem came to me. You are not to marry, and not to have sons and daughters in this place. For thus said Hashem concerning any sons and daughters that may be born in this place, and concerning the mothers who bear them, and concerning the fathers who beget them in this land. They shall die gruesome deaths. They shall not be lamented or buried. They shall be like dung on the surface of the ground. They shall be consumed By the sword and famine, and their corpses shall be food for the birds of the sky and the beasts of the earth. For thus said Hashem, Do not enter a house of mourning, do not go to lament and to console them. For I have withdrawn my favor from that people, declares Hashem, my kindness and compassion. Great and small alike shall die in this land, they shall not be buried. Men shall not lament them, nor gash and tonsure themselves for them. They shall not break bread for the mourner, to comfort him for a bereavement, nor offer one a cup of consolation for the loss of his father or mother. Nor shall you enter a house of feasting, to sit down with them to eat and drink. For thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I am going to banish from this place In your days and before your eyes, the sound of mirth and gladness, the voice of Bridegroom and Bride. And when you announce all these things to that people, and they ask you, Why has Hashem decreed upon us all this fearful evil? What is the iniquity and what the sin that we have committed against Hashem our God? Say to them, Because your fathers deserted me, declares Hashem, and followed other gods and served them and worshipped them, they deserted me and did not keep my instruction. And you have acted worse than your fathers, every one of you following the willfulness of his evil heart and paying no heed to me. Therefore, I will hurl you out of this land to a land that neither you nor your fathers have known, and there you will serve other gods day and night, for I will show you no mercy. Assuredly, a time is coming, declares Hashem, when it shall no more be said. As Hashem lives who brought the Israelites out of the land of Egypt, but rather as Hashem lives, who brought the Israelites out of the Northland and out of all the lands to which he had banished them. For I will bring them back to their land, which I gave to their fathers. 1 Thessalonians 210 3.13 You are witnesses, and God also, how wholly and justly and unblameably we behaved ourselves among you that believe. As you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you, as a father does his children that you would walk worthy of God, who has called you into his kingdom and glory. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually works also in you that believe. For you, brethren, became followers of the churches of God, which in Judea are in Yeshua, For you also have suffered like things of your own countrymen, even as they have of the Jews, who both killed the Lord Yeshua and their own prophets, and have persecuted us. And they please not God and are contrary to all men, forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they might be saved, to fill up their sins always. For the wrath is come upon them to the uttermost. But we, brethren, being taken from you for a short time in presence, not in heart, endeavored the more abundantly to see your face with the great desire. Wherefore we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again, but Satan hindered us. For what is our hope, our joy, or crown of rejoicing? Are not even you in the presence of our Lord Yeshua at His coming? For you are our glory and joy. Wherefore, when we could no longer forbear, we thought it good to be left at Athens alone, and sent Timothy, our brother and minister of God, and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Yeshua, to establish you and to comfort you concerning your faith that no man should be moved by these afflictions. For yourselves know that we are appointed thereunto. For verily, when we were with you, we told you before that we should suffer tribulation, even as it came to pass, and you know. For this cause, when I could no longer forbear, I sent to know your faith, lest by some means the tempter have tempted you, and our labor be in vain. But now, when Timothy came from you to us, and brought us good tidings of your faith and charity, and that you have good remembrance of us always, desiring greatly to see us, as we also to see you. Therefore, brethren, we were comforted over you in all our affliction and distress by your faith. For now we live, if you stand fast in the Lord. For what thanks can we render to God again for you, for all the joy wherewith we joy for your sakes before our God, night and day praying exceedingly that we might see your face, and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. Now God himself and our Father and our Lord Yeshua direct our way to you, and the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another. And toward all men, even as we do toward you, to the end he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Yeshua, with all his saints. Psalm 80, 1 19. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel. You that lead Joseph like a flock, you that dwell between the cherubims, shine forth. Before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh, stir up your strength and come and save us. Turn us again, O God, and cause your face to shine, and we shall be saved. O Lord God of hosts, how long will you be angry against the prayer of your people? You feed them with the bread of tears, and give them tears to drink in great measure. You make us a strife unto our neighbors, and our enemies laugh among themselves. Turn us again, O God of hosts, and cause your face to shine, and we shall be saved. You have brought a vine out of Egypt. You have cast out the heathen and planted it. You prepared room before it, and did cause it to take deep root, and it filled the land. The hills were covered with the shadow of it, and the bows thereof were like the goodly cedars. She sent out her bows unto the sea, and her branches unto the river. Why have you then broken down her hedges, so that all they which pass by the way do pluck her? They bore out of the wood does waste it, and the wild beast of the field does devour it. Return, we beseech you, O God of hosts. Look down from heaven, and behold, and visit this vine, and the vineyard which your right hand has planted, and the branch that you made strong for yourself. It is burned with fire, it is cut down, they perish at the rebuke, of your countenance let your hand be upon the man of your right hand upon the son of man whom you made strong for yourself so will not we go back from you quicken us and we will call upon your name turn us again o lord of hosts and cause your face to shine and we shall be saved proverbs 25 1 to 5 These are also proverbs of Solomon which the men of Hezekiah king of Judah copied out It is the glory of God to conceal a thing but the honor of kings is to search out a matter The heaven for height and the earth for depth and the heart of kings is unsearchable Take away the dross from the silver and there shall come forth a vessel for the finer. Take away the wicked from before the king and his throne shall be established in righteousness. I want to speak to you from our reading out of Jeremiah 14-16 through 16. and this is a fascinating section of scripture because it's describing a historical event of the Assyrian coalition and the Babylonian coalition that came in and conquered northern and southern kingdom. But it's also echoes and remiss hints of a future invasion of a coalition of armies from the north that will take down modern day Babylon. A future time. So it's speaking both historically and in the future at the same time. So let's just take a couple of these verses and look at them. And I want to begin with chapter 15 of Jeremiah, verse 2. And if they ask you, to what shall we go forth? Answer them, thus said Hashem, those destined for the plague to the plague, those destined for the sword to the sword, those destined for famine to famine, those destined for captivity to captivity. Now, remember, Jeremiah's main mission is to warn the people that if they don't repent and turn away from their false gods and their idols and return to the God of Israel, that God was going to send an invading force from the north, Babylon, to come in and conquer them and take them away into exile, into captivity. And that's not an easy message to hear. But it was a call to repentance and to return. So this is what he's doing. But this verse that I just read is also future prophetic. There's a cross-reference verse I want to read that reads almost the same way, with the same idea, the same thought in it, from Revelation chapter 13. And the the punchline verse is verse 10, but I'm going to give you some context. And we'll start... In verse 7, Revelation chapter 13, verse 7, And the beast was allowed to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. And he was given authority to rule over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all the people who belong to this world worshipped the beast. They are the ones whose names were not written written in the book of life, before the world was made, the book that belongs to the Lamb who was slaughtered. Anyone, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Now here is the punchline verse. Anyone who is destined for prison will be taken to prison. Anyone destined to die by the sword will die by the sword. This means that God's holy people must endure persecution patiently and remain faithful. So, what Jeremiah spoke to the people then as they were looking at the coming conquest of Babylon coming in and invading Israel back then, we hear these same words being echoed and repeated. Here in Revelation, concerning the time of the end-of-days beast system, just prior to the return of Christ. So again, as we read these chapters, even though it is speaking of a historical event of Babylon coming in to invade Israel in ancient times, it is also speaking about a future time, Because history is prophecy. Biblical history is prophecy. History repeats itself. Now verse 20, chapter 15, verse 20 is very encouraging and we can take these words to heart today. Against this people I will make you as a fortified wall of bronze. They will attack you, but they shall not overcome you. For I am with you to deliver and save you, declares HaShem. Now, let's jump down to chapter 16, verse 9. I'll start with verse 8. Nor shall you enter a house of feasting to sit down with them to eat and drink. For thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I am going to banish from this place in your days and before your eyes the sound of mirth and gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the bride. Okay, so this is a big sign. When God says he's going to banish the voice of the bridegroom and the bride and the sound of mirth and gladness, this is a sign of his judgment. And it was a sign of his judgment back in the time of Jeremiah when Babylon was about to come in and invade Judah and conquer them. But also we see this exact same wording found once again in Revelation regarding God's final judgment of the end of day's Babylon system. Um. The key verse is Revelation 18, verse 23, but I'm going to start in verse 21 for a little bit of context. Actually, I'll start in verse 20. Revelation 18, verse 20. Rejoice over her, you heaven and you holy apostles and prophets, for God has avenged you on her. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. And the voice of harpers and musicians and of pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in you. And no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in you. And the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in you. Now here's the key verse. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in you. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in you. For your merchants were the great men of the earth. For by your sorceries were all nations deceived. So this really demonstrates the measure for measure concept of what you sow, you reap. And so the voice of the bridegroom and the bride and the sound of mirth and joy was silenced in the land of Israel when ancient Babylon came in and took her down and took the people away into captivity. But in the end of days, when this mystery Babylon harlot woman, the beast system rises up and rules and reigns over the earth for a period of time, for three and a half years, ultimately, God is going to judge this end-of-days mystery Babylon harlot woman, this end-of-days beast system, and judge her. And the very judgment that happened back to Israel is now going to happen upon the end-of-days Babylon system. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in this mystery Babylon system. And for by your sorceries were all nations deceived. And that word sorceries in the Greek is literally pharmakia. Does that sound familiar? Big Pharma, Pfizer, Moderna, the people pushing the jab? More than a million people have died because they took the jab. And by your pharmacia were all nations deceived. They were deceived. Okay. Continuing on in Jeremiah chapter 16, verses 14 and 15. This is a really key passage, these two verses, because it is telling us about a future event that has not happened yet. It's future prophetic. And it makes a direct comparison to the first exodus, but it's speaking about a second greater exodus that's going to happen. So in other words, in the midst of all of this um, description of an invading nations of the north that come in and take the people into captivity, God leaves us with some hope. And he says, yet, when that happens, there's something I'm going to do. Jeremiah 16, verses 14 and 15. Assuredly, a time is coming, declares Hashem, when it shall no more be said, as Hashem lives, who brought the Israelites out of the land of Egypt. That's referring back to the first Exodus. But rather, as Hashem lives, who brought the Israelites out of the north land, and out of all the lands to which he had banished them. For I will bring them back to their land, which I gave to their fathers. This is a tremendous promise. This is what gives us hope, that this is God promising that he's going to ingather all of his people who've been scattered to all the nations of the earth. Whether you are in Finland or Sweden or Canada or South America or Mexico or the Middle East, Australia, New Zealand, um, wherever you are, the U.S., whatever nation you're in. God promises He's going to ingather us and bring us back to the land that was given to the fathers, which was Israel. And so, He's going to do it. He's going to accomplish it. And how He accomplishes it, time will tell. Will He translate us? Will we go on a journey? Will we be following a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night? As what happened in the first exodus. Time will tell. Have a blessed day, and we will see you tomorrow. Shalom. Ah uh-huh.